Yo, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, today we have Joshua Nueva on to talk all things photography, a little bit about fitness, videography, travel, and everything else. So I'm sure most people that are following me, they're big into fitness or they're following me for fitness. So just give me a brief introduction of who you are and that for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, what's the crack? Um, I'm a videographer, cinematographer. Um, I'm based in Mayo. Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years, but I was I wasn't a fitness like Aina himself a couple of years ago. But that's 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 a lifetime ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll start with that because the rest of the podcast isn't going to really be about fitness. It's more about the travel and creative side of stuff, which I have as well. Like, um, yeah. But just with the fitness, I suppose you were really big into it. Um, how did you kind of get started with it? And then what made you kind of switch from, because you were doing PT for anyone that doesn't know, you were like yeah. big into it, you were doing yeah. it as a career kind of, or at least pursuing that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what was going on for you then? Um, so I started it, so I, I was really heavily into football, like soccer. Um, and um, like if, if I wasn't a photographer or, or if I didn't do anything to do with fitness, I would have just pursued trying to be, become a professional footballer. But uh, I was playing for a male under 18s and um, I got dropped from the panel because I wasn't strong enough or I wasn't uh, big enough because I played as a striker and as a winger. So you need right. to be able to kind of hold the ball up and stuff. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to start training and uh, try and get a bit of meat on me. So, um, But once I started going to the gym, it kind of just spiraled from there. Um like I just love training and like you saw, saw my, my body developing really, really fast. And like, it just became an addiction. Like, yeah. you know yourself and you know, when you get started, yeah. all you can think about is the gym and once you like, see better progress you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it started, it started that way in, in terms of me wanting to be a better footballer, but uh, that kind of just, I kind of just forgot about the football then just because I was so heavily into, into training and, then I got into bodybuilding and I was watching the likes of Christian Guzman, Max Tuning, you know, all the, the big YouTubers, Rob Lipset. And um, I, I wanted to do what they did. Like they, yeah. they, they were YouTubers and like they were, they were living a life, like, you know, a normal life plus having that like fitness side to it as well. And it just looked so appealing to me. And uh, yeah. I wanted to, to do something similar. So I did a bodybuilding competition when I was 18. Um, I think I just turned 19 when I did it. But um, I did my own prep. I did uh, my own posing, my own nutrition. I was just so heavily into it. And I just loved the, the science behind it. And I, I wanted to show myself, like, you know, like, even though you can hire someone to, to do it for you, like, I wanted to show myself that I could do it on my own. Like, yeah. it, even if I failed, I would have been, you know, went up on stage and not looked great. But at least I could have said I did it myself. You, you know? tried it. Yeah, yeah. Tried yeah, it. yeah. So. That, that's how that's how I got into it and after the competition it kind of dwindled from there because as I said like I was following youtubers and stuff and I wanted to to create videos and and um content like they were doing but as soon as I picked up a camera like again it just became an obsession like in terms of um when I started at the gym and it's all I could think about and I just loved like you know photo- uh, photographing other people or recording workouts um of other people and making it all like like, I don't know, like edits and stuff. yeah 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 and it was it was really fun like um yeah. i don't know it, 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 i i've loved it ever since yeah so it seems like you just kind of moved from one thing to the other almost like there was just like yeah. a, a flare there and you just said like tried the fitness thing wasn't for you and then moved over to the photography um yeah, yeah. 
with the with the like fitness side of it like you were doing you were doing like a, a degree or a course like related to that as well weren't you yeah i was doing food science and health in limerick in ul um, and then that kind of made you realize that it wasn't massively for you it wasn't the route you wanted to go down yeah like i did the course in hopes of becoming a, a nutritionist or a dietitian for a sports team and you know conditioning but the course was gearing you towards working in labs. Like I had loads of lab modules, which I just had no interest in like whatsoever. I just don't want to be sitting in a lab all day, every day for the rest of my life. And I could see that straight away. I was just like, I could make a bit of money for a couple of years, but will I hate my life? Yes. So I was just like, yeah. Pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like I know I could spend a couple of years, waste a couple of years making money, whatever, but you could do that in any other job so um i was like i'd I'd rather find something that i love doing um and go with that and try try to create my own life out of it as opposed to wasting my time on on something that i have zero interest in yeah yeah i think that's an important one as well like not to just take a job or pursue a career that you did a course and just because it's good money like yeah at the end of the day you have to enjoy what you do because you're going to be doing that like for a large portion of your life (laughs) yeah well, yeah, like 60% yeah. of your week, 70% of your week. And if yeah. that's the working hours you're thinking about it outside of work as well. So you want to hope yeah. that you enjoy it, like, you know, and yeah. it's good. Oh, I figured that out. I figured that out young as well, but mine was more, it was working in gyms and that, and just having other people boss me around and not really treat me that, that well. Cause I was quite, yeah, yeah. quite a quiet teenager and kid and that. Um, but that was good for me because I was like, all right, I do not want someone telling me what to do in that. And I just, it doesn't, it never set well. So then I, I realized I wanted to work for myself um, and then went down the route of like self-employment and yeah, years later it's working out in that, but. <laughs> Great to see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always scary at the start though, you're taking that leap. Like, cause I was, oh, in, a cushy, yeah. I was in a cushy gym instruction kind of job where it was being paid, you know, decent money and doing swim lessons on the side. And it's like, yeah. fuck, I have to take a risk yeah, now and leave, leave like a wage, holidays, you know everything that that's comes with the perks yeah. yeah and try to like go on my own and figure shit out um but yeah. that's one of the best things they've done and just said fuck yeah. it um sure, the scariest thing is that you know the the no guidance like but yeah the best thing about it is that as well because you learn so much out of it like n- not in terms like not only in terms of business but as, as a personal development point of view as well like yeah. your mindset develops like crazy when you're in that kind of environment yeah. like you have zero guidance and you rely on your own instincts and your own like ethos to to kind of guide your way towards business yeah. and life so yeah and you, you have to you're kind of forced to figure things out you're forced to kind of learn yeah. and upskill and invest like it's one of the biggest things i've invested a lot of money into my own learning whether that's a business course or like a mentor or a coach myself or whatever yeah. it is because um, I think that's really important. Like you said, you have no guidance. You've no one there to tell you when to get up, when to go to bed, how much work to do, how many hours to take off. It's all, all, it's all a massive learning. It's uh, yeah. I've burnt out a million times. I've had like really bad anxiety with it and shit like that as well. Like, you know, but I'm now yeah. in a good place and it's like, yeah, yeah. all of that kind of had to happen for a reason to make me realize, you know, that there's more to life than just work as well. Exactly. Like, little reminders, like they, they strengthen, they strengthen your resolve. So yeah, you go through, you go through the shit to go through the good as well exactly eat shit what is it uh, gary v says he says you gotta eat shit for a while to eat caviar for life yeah <laughs> well, personally i still think caviar is shit yeah, yeah i often try yeah, like, I, I had lobster last week for my birthday. he was so posh oh caviar on the on the menu but i don't know 
I'm not that posh. I'm not there yet. Right? Yeah, yeah, not yet. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, soon, yeah. soon. <laughs> Grew up on spuds and bacon and cabbage, you know. So yeah. a long way from that. <laughs> um, cool. So with the the whole kind of lockdown and stuff, how did you kind of take that? Because you you would have been working doing like film and stuff. Like I I I follow. I've been following you for years. Like and um, I see what you're doing. Like you know, and you're doing a lot of kind of weekend gigs where that's like clubs and you know restaurants and pubs and various yeah. things. Like and then all of a sudden like lockdown came. How did you kind of how did that affect you? Or how did you like adapt around that? Um, when lockdown came. Uh, obviously everything was closed so I didn't have any gigs or any shoots to to plan for and I was just like you know what like I have all this time like I had two like everybody has two options you can either like you know ride the wave and just sit around do nothing and wait for lockdown to end or you can be productive with it like you can you can literally do anything so I put my mind to that and um, I used to be really big into game and I game with friends and stuff so I was just like you know what I'm just gonna leave all that behind because it's easy to just sit and like waste a couple of hours you know on Warzone or whatever it is that, that, you, that you play but um I was just like you know what? I'm just gonna take my time like I have loads of stuff on my hair drives on my computer that I haven't touched at all yeah so um on the first lockdown I spent planning or I spent the the first few weeks planning on what I wanted to put out and what kind of direction I wanted to take my my Instagram and my social media pages um in and then come July um was it July or August? I was like, you know what? I'm, I like, I love everything to do with the outdoors. And I ended up planning a few different hikes to, to, to record and just to, just to experience as well. Um, so I did all, I did all of that. And I ended up loving like combining my videography, photography and the outdoors and hiking and promoting Ireland as a whole. Um, and with all the stuff that I had on my hair drives, I was like, you know what, I can use all of that to promote Ireland as well. So I've been like to all throughout lockdown, I've just been dipping through all the content that I've never used before that I thought I would never ever touch yeah. um, in terms of promoting myself as a creator and Ireland as a, you know, as the beautiful country that it is. Um, so I ended up just using lockdown as a creative period for, you know, um, just growing as a, as a business and just from a promoting promoting the country point of view yeah yeah that's cool yeah. I, yeah, I've, I've done i've gotten loads of messages now of people you know traveling to mayo and stuff they kind of see me as the mayo tour guide now and i'm just like eh, i still haven't explored like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you have, to, have to change your name now just yeah. <laughs> start doing tour guides oh stop <laughs> it's funny actually i was i was uh because i do photography so i don't talk a whole lot about it but it's not yeah it's not a it's not a thing i'm pursuing as a career it's more like it's a big creative outlet for me so i really enjoy the creative side of it and if i get a yeah, shoot here yeah. and there i'll take it and do it literally for the crack it's yeah not a yeah thing for me um but i i set up this airbnb experiencing it was like a photo walking tour in galway and i was like this is it me and my friend are going to do this going to go around like you know tourists are going to come to galway and we're going to go around and show them around have a pint with them take cool photos you know and just make it a good experience yeah. Um, and we got like a couple of inquiries and then all of a sudden like you know lockdown came and that metabolized that anyway but that was just like a, yeah. one idea and it was just kind of interesting I suppose I've never really talked about that um, yeah. but I didn't even start with it but it just goes to show that some things like will fail anyway yeah, and you have to kind of put yeah, yourself yeah, out yeah. there and be willing to fail like I've tried a million other things um, yeah. sure you, you can't you can't achieve like you know like the successes that you have unless you've learned from you know your past your past failures 
because exactly. it's so easy to just be like oh i failed i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna keep going i'm not gonna pursue it like you just you have to keep keep yeah. thinking and keep adapt, adapting adapting over your your failures so it's it's class that you've you've learned from all that like yeah yeah definitely but um i yeah. think as well like it brings me to this i saw a saying like last week or so it was like you know if you're trying to focus on two different things so if i'm trying to focus on the on growing my photography business growing my pt business and yeah. multiple other things it's like if you you know if you had a dog chasing two rabbits at the same time you'd end up catching none of them you know so it's yeah it's yeah, kind of like yeah. that if there is someone else that's dabbling in a few things or dabbing in a few things it's perfectly fine but try to i would say this is my own personal advice once i started focusing on one and kind of honing in on that that's when that business started growing a bit more whereas yeah, i was yeah. always doing i was working like monday to friday doing pt i could have an evening photo shoot um i could have weekend photo shoots like i was just like up the walls like yeah between things, you know, where things I and time, i yeah. i have hard drives like you're saying i have like at least ten thousand photos if not more on hard drives yeah. like of ireland of just america everywhere like and just never yeah. touch them as well so it's cool that you got time to kind of dip into them because I think as well, when you get time away from them, like when you take them, you're like, ah, it's okay. And then you leave yeah. it like even a week or two or, you know, even a few months, you look back and you're like, oh, that's actually a really cool picture. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, you don't appreciate it at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like kind of, uh, what's it saying? That like time away makes the, the heart grow fonder or whatever. Fonder, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. You don't appreciate it because you've experienced it and you don't think much of it. And then you go back and you see a photo and you can re-experience it. And you're like, oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, and that brings me then to like traveling and stuff like pre-COVID for you. You've traveled like a lot of Asia um, and just a lot in general. But like yeah. where, where have you kind of went and how did that kind of start for you? Like where did you start traveling? And um, The first... Like the first place I traveled to was Thailand with a with a friend because I just wanted to experience what what Asia would be like and to see if I could you know travel there on my own because it's such a it's a such a daunting like decision to book a one way flight on your own like yeah. with absolutely with no one else like so I was like you know what I just wanted to experience a little bit of of what Asia has to offer and um, just enjoy my time while I'm there before I make any decisions of traveling so uh, Thailand was my first first proper trip away and I went for two weeks I think um got to see as much as I couldn't within the two weeks but I ended up because Thailand is such a party like island yeah yeah um I just ended up partying on beaches like for most of my time there so um and I'm not too into like going out and partying as well so I kind of didn't enjoy it as much as I I, I thought I would yeah. um so after Thailand a couple of months later um I saved up as much as I could to to travel to India um, and I only planned on traveling for about a month, like four weeks and uh, coming back home. But within the first week or two weeks, so I traveled there alone, like to, to India. And uh, within the first week or two weeks, I just realized like this isn't scary at all. Like, and I found it and I actually found it so much harder to have my own time, like to be alone in my own time. Yeah. Um, then, then I thought I would because you're always around people. Like whenever you go to hustle and stuff, you just meet everybody, and everybody's so welcoming and friendly. And you know, I, I say you find that as well in, in Spain. Like everybody's just a bit more like open to having conversations and stuff. Whereas in Ireland, you know, like there's little cliques and groups and stuff. Like everybody says hello, but you don't really make like proper connections. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But Asia is completely different. It's the complete opposite. 
and uh, I just found it so easy to travel with people, to connect with people, to to talk about deeper stuff. Um, even within the first like two hours of meeting, like you just have the yeah, deepest yeah. conversations, and it's just so cool. Um, so India was the place where I was just like, you know what, I can actually do this for however long I wanted. So I ended up going from India for four weeks. Then I did the Himalayas and Nepal. So I had zero plan. I didn't yeah, didn't yeah. plan didn't plan the Himalayas at all. You know, not, not yeah. at all. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Like, um, you can get a, a bus from, um, where was I? I was in Varanasi in India. So I got a bus from there to, to Pakhara, which is the over the border in Nepal. And uh, I, I just wanted to do a trek in the Himalayas. So um, went there for about 10 days or two weeks. And then ended up traveling to um, Myanmar and then Vietnam, Cambodia. And then came back home. So I, I ended up solo traveling for, for four and a bit months. Um, but none of that time was spent on my own, which is just surreal to me. Because, you know, when you think about solo traveling, yeah. you're just yeah. And you went out on your own without knowing anybody in any of them places. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah, made yeah. connections as well. Like, I mean, people that you'd be friends with for life, like, you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, was it last? No, it was the year before. 2019 yeah the summer 2019 so i made loads of friends in um or from amsterdam um tess and joey and um zoe as well and like even the first like couple of days of knowing them i just knew that they were just such genuine people like they were on the same wavelength so after even a year and a half of not seeing them came back to see them in amsterdam and it was like you know we picked up conversation yesterday yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those connections like and uh, I just love that. So I ended up just visiting them for, for a little while, like traveling. On, like I have friends from Canada and like New Zealand and Australia and stuff that I can go see as well. So I can't wait to do that. That's really cool. Um, yeah. What was kind of, because you talked a little bit about Thailand, what was like India? What was the experience like there? Um, I'm, like the food is incredible. Yeah. Like probably my favorite food. Um, and the culture is really cool. And the only thing that I didn't like about it is how how intense everything was, just because it's such a population dense um, country like this, and it's huge. Like to go from one side of the country could take thirty hours on a on a bus, like, and it was mental. Um, but I loved I loved every second of, of India. Like I don't know the personally, since I'm not white, I didn't find the intense like you know tourist ambushes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um but if you went to india you would just get you know like people coming up to you all the time and just harassing you like but well, not really harassing you but like over friendliness yeah and you might not want to that. A, to a, yeah to, to a certain point it's it gets kind of sickening because you, you kind of just want to walk through the streets without like you know someone coming up to you trying to sell you something or like yeah. asking you where you're going and things like that so i didn't find that at all when i when i was traveling in asia but India was, is probably my favorite country in terms of like the culture, the food, the places Colors. you can go to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because I suppose I experienced something similar in, um, in Zambia, except I wasn't there by myself. We were there with, there was nine of us. We were doing like a charity yeah. bill for two weeks. But even yeah. just going to the supermarkets and that, we were like the only white people like anywhere. So yeah, yeah. it was fine, but it, it's very weird like having everybody look at you and kind of ask you questions and there's people coming up asking me about my tattoos and 
like yeah. you're very friendly in that as well but it can be a little bit like you feel almost like a celebrity in a way and I yeah, yeah. the opposite of that I like to just blend in and do my own thing <laughs> oh you can't do that in Zambia you know no no, no. <laughs> you can't I'd have to do a lot of surgery to blend in in yeah. Zambia um but yeah no it was it was funny even like the kids coming up and they'd um they'd poke my skin like this because they'd see the blood coming back and they'd see the white coming back and like running after us in the bus when the bus came in and singing for us and all this, like it was just insanely, yeah, insanely yeah. different to here. Like it's it's a different world, like I think, and I'm sure Asia, oh, I haven't been to Asia yet, but I'm sure it's very, very different from the likes of Europe, like, you know? Yeah. Um, one one funny thing, I was traveling, I was traveling in India and uh, yeah. there was a fellow I traveled, I completely forget his name because it was so long ago, but he was tall, he was muscly, he was long blonde hair and I called him Hercules um just he he just looked like you know the, the perfect like fucking greek god like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like him walking through the streets of india the amount of there was actually or we went to taj mahal and there was a queue of people or you know locals wanting yeah. to take a picture with him instead of you know taking a picture with taj mahal <laughs> i was just like this is the weirdest experience ever because there's this beautiful monument yeah, behind yeah. you <laughs> there's a this like celebrity like hercules <laughs> Just there, like having a queue of people just taking a photo of them. Like. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure you loved uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> so then from India, where did you go after India? Did you say again? Uh, just in Nepal. Yeah. Oh, and how did you find it? Um, I loved it. Um, like there's not too much. To, it wasn't like overly, overly touristy. So it was, a, it was a nice change from you know, going to the intense um, cities and streets of India to, to more quiet, more kind of chill atmosphere of Nepal. And then I ended up doing a trek for four days um, in the Himalayas and it was incredible. It was such a surreal, surreal experience. And I had no pri- uh, prior like intense or extreme hiking experience before that. So um, it was just cool to go do that without knowing, you know, what it actually took to to do it and I over definitely overpacked like I had all my camera gear and my drone and clothes and stuff so I was always the one lagging behind with all my my big my big bag of stuff it wasn't a shirt but uh, carrying it for your to know yeah no <laughs> we actually did it with no guides really so uh, yeah so usually like I'd, re- I'd recommend getting a guide but uh when we were in the hostel um I traveled with um one was it like four or five other people and we didn't know each other prior to, to booking the, the, the trek or whatever. And uh, we were just like, you know what, like we're on this in the same boat. Like we just wanted to, to do a trek and a short trek at that. Yeah. Um, so we all just booked a, a Jeep up to the Himalayas and the route is fairly clear, but at some parts it gets fairly steep, but I understand why people get shirtless because you need to bring loads of food and water and clothes and, you know, other extras. And they literally run up and down the mountain. It's actually in te- like, incredible to see them with you know big like um like a a woven basket just full of stuff like all the way up but the way they carry it and the way they pack it is just like this is you don't need technology like yeah they literally ran up and down the mountain with kgs and kgs worth of like food water clothes and stuff and they were doing it in flip-flops and i was just like how how do you do this going up like four thousand meters up and they the do that every day like yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so listen to this. You're you struggling with a little bag. <laughs> Put things into perspective. Oh, 100%. Um, 
But yeah, no, I love I loved, uh, Nepal. Like, every country that I've been in, there's, like, sp- specific things that I've yeah. really enjoyed. You so. like to blend them all together. Yeah, yeah. One perfect country. Yeah, yeah. After Nepal, <laughs> then, where did you go? I went to... Where did I go to? Um, Myanmar. Myanmar, yeah. So, I've never heard of the country before I went there. Um, and... It was at the time where, you know, like stuff about their government was coming up and the corrupt military kind of taking advantage of the, the, the people that live there. But um, I, I just booked a flight and I said, you know what, like I just wanted to see what uh, what it was like. And it's probably my number one country that I visited so far. Really? Simply because as soon as I got off the plane or as soon as I got out of the hostel, I was just immersed in the culture. Like it, I didn't feel like I was anywhere in asia up until that point mm-hmm. like it was really untouched was barely any tourists um and the streets were weren't overly intense and everywhere i went to like all the landmarks or the places that i wanted to see or the hostels recommended were just so quiet and so peaceful and you can just you know go about your your own um you know your own routes and do your own thing and it was just incredible like the food is so nice everything was cheap the people were so friendly um the i, I love the language like it's i was it's going to say how similar. did you like what language do they speak and how did you even communicate um they it's speak so... burmese okay. yeah and it's it's very similar to do you know sanskrit india it's like it's I like don't, curvy, I, don't know, like, I know what it looks yeah, like yeah like yeah yeah it's it's don't ask me to even say a single word (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to learn spanish and i'm just about able to speak english you know so (laughs) yeah so the 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 burmese language was like that it was like curvy like shapes and stuff and it was just so cool um but yeah no the language barrier was like the toughest thing when i was abroad but um you you just again you just learn the basic stuff yeah you point to stuff and you just learn the basic phrases and yeah, so should then. That's cool. So did you, you just flew by yourself? Like you were in Nepal, was it? And then... Nepal, yeah. You said, fuck, I'm going to Myanmar by myself one way. Um, so did you go from Nepal, well, yeah, from Nepal to Myanmar, I didn't fly by myself because the one of the guys that, um, that I traveled with in the Himalayas or that I did a trek with, and I told him my plans of, you know, just visiting Myanmar for a bit. And he was in the same boat of not having a plan. He just wanted to go see as much as he could. So um, we traveled to Myanmar together. So it was nice to have somebody that I kind of yeah. knew, like that I've, that, you know, I've traveled with and talked to for a while um, over there with me. But then he ended up having to go home um, just before Christmas because I spent the Christmas there. How was that? Yeah. Um, it was Christmas weird. Day yeah <laughs> yeah it was very weird but like their their culture doesn't celebrate christmas but in hostels they obviously they get people from around the world who do celebrate it so they have they have so fun and we had a rooftop bar rooftop drinks it was packed like people from you know people who didn't even stay in the hostel were invited to go there as well and um it was really it was just sort of fun experience and i've met so many cool people over there like that's cool yeah spending christmas abroad <laughs> yeah to the, the family were were missing you yeah, and no, I FaceTimed them for a little while before before I started drinking. And they're so fine. They any of the damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I spent a Christmas in Gran Canaria actually a few years ago, but I was with like my family. So, but it was yeah. cool. But in a way, you almost feel like you miss Christmas. It's, it's a bit weird. It's like not the same. No, no, because there was like the Christmas lights and palm trees there. So it was just very strange. 
Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely go around Christmas, but I think Christmas is a big time for family and that. So yeah, just spend it at home. And yeah, just, yeah, just chilling out, just doing nothing, just just way it. too yeah. much, just drinking yeah. way too much. Yeah, relax. <laughs> um, and then from there, you went to. I'm trying to remember all the places. Myanmar, Myanmar to was it Cambodia? Vietnam, Vietnam. Vietnam yeah, um, Vietnam was was pretty cool. I spent uh, spent three weeks there. I started from the bottom, so you can do two different routes. You can start from the bottom, Ho Chi Minh City, mm-hmm. and then go along the coast up up around the the country, or you can start in. Hanoi, which is the capital, and then go down. So it's the opposite route. Okay. What a lot of people do is um, they buy a motorbike either either at the the bottom at Ho Chi Minh or at Hanoi, and you know just yeah drive along um along the country. But I wanted to do that, but you needed a license, and apparently they were fairly strict with it and stuff. Um, but I love Vietnam. Like I think the culture there, um, the places to see, the food. The food was so good. Like I, I never had um. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of food before. It was like noodles and soup. I forget what it's called. Uh, I'm going to slate myself later for forgetting, but it was it was like a soup, like a bowl of soup uh, with noodles and meat and veg in it. Sounds like pho or something. Pho, oh. that's it, yeah. that's it, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that was Vietnamese, but I actually love that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And it's actually oh, super so high in protein because it's like usually cooked yeah, in chicken yeah. broth and stuff. So it's like little, little bits yeah. of chicken. You can get it in... Um, there's a place in Galway, uh, you know, the Buddha Bear. Have you ever been there? They do no, kind of no. and all that. You can get it there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, there's a lot Probably. of dishes like that there. They're quite nice. So, but, um, I, must, I must go there the next time I'm down in Galway. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, had, um, I had some Moroccan food before as well in, I think it was in London, and it was savage. Yeah. I just want more of that kind of just random shit, not knowing what, what's going on in my mouth kind of Something food. Different, like, yeah. you know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> You know, it's typical just yeah. chicken and rice and stuff like that. Yeah. Mixing it up every now and again is no harm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? Myanmar, is, was that the place with all the um, the hot air balloons and that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really so that, that place that place is world famous. So there was a few tourists there and stuff, but uh, it's called Bagan, like the old okay. city of Bagan, B-A-G-A-N. And uh, it's literally like this area, it's a preserved area. So to go into it, you have to, like there's borders around us. So you have to, like no matter what way you come in, you have to pay, uh, you know, a ticket to enter. It's like an, okay. a national reserve or a national park. And uh, you pay to go in um, and then for how long you, you go in for and you have to leave by that, that certain date. But literally once you, once you go into it, like you drive through it and it's all flat land, barely any hills and all you can see around you is old temples, pyramids, and they're all free to roam. Like you can literally like rent a scooter with no license or whatever and go there. And cause they're, they're, they're like e-scooters. So they don't require any fuel. Okay. Chairs them and uh, you go there and you just rent a scooter and you just literally drive for hours and hours for as long as you want, exploring all these little temples and these little caves. And it was just such a, probably one of one of my favorite places that i've traveled to like um just the experience of it because you know untouched like ancient buildings like that like you go into it you think it's small enough like this little pyramid but they have little like stairway systems to get to the top of the pyramid and i'm just like this is the coolest like yeah yeah. like this is like a movie really makes you think like yeah yeah how how they were so uh, advanced and sophisticated so long ago without like major technology (laughs) 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> no, 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 we won't get into that. You're, you're going to transition into that too. Fuck, fuck knows. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, so Vietnam, you were loving the food there and that. And then from Vietnam, did you go anywhere else or did you go home? Uh, Cambodia, just Cambodia, for a few days. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, know, I didn't... was Cambodia where you got a lot of the, the fishing kind of photos and that no that's that's Myanmar so oh, that's Myanmar. Um, okay. yeah so Cambodia I don't have any footage of that what's oh, you lost lost it. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so I'm 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 I want to go back so um to find the hard drive <laughs> yeah to look for it <laughs> I want to go back to all the places that, that I haven't seen properly because I was only there for a couple of days and there's yeah. there's not so much you can do in Cambodia um Oh, what's I completely forget where I literally only stayed in one place before, before I had to go home. I forget what's this called, what it's called. No, it's not, it's not coming to me. Um, but it's, it's literally just, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those like really difficult, like foreign names that I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of. Um, but it's, it's, as you know, Cambodia didn't really stand out to me too much, it reminded me too much of Thailand in a sense, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so like more touristy more touristy more perishing, perishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i didn't stay there long at all and i just flew back home after that that's cool you did uh i'm forgetting which uh which country it was but you did a, it was savage i remember watching it it was probably like two years ago or longer now like a video yeah. on youtube it was a real ben tk style video i'm trying to, i'll even look it up like to try to remember but it was really cool is it called Passion? Passion, is it? Maybe it was, yeah. Maybe it was a few few places, but it was... Yeah, it was a compilation of... Uh, of Asia, So it's, it? it starts off with sand pouring down between yeah, hands, yeah, yeah. and then there was a monkey eating a little peanut and stuff. Oh, yeah, it was just... Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It's more of that yeah. kind of stuff, like... <laughs> can't really record that in Ireland, but you're doing a good no. job. No. <laughs> case in Ireland, anyway. It's yeah, like a um, Discover Ireland page on his Instagram, if anyone wants to check it out, anyways. <laughs> it's very good uh, yeah that video was a compilation of like all the countries that i've been to so it was the footage that i hadn't lost um so it's the footage that i still had and uh i try to make the the most of it like i'm, I'm, I'm really sickened that I, I i hate saying like i hate being materialistic over things that i record but at the same time it was like one one in a life it's like losing a phone you know with all your photos on, on backed up and stuff um so every time I think of it, I still have PTSD at the moment. Yeah. Like the, the heart attack that I felt when I was like, fuck, like, where is it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I created that video of all the footage that I still had left over and um, I did the best I could with it. And it turned out like really, really well. So I'm happy with, 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 with it all. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so do you have, I know you were traveling plans but then obviously like COVID and that changed things, but for the next while do you have anywhere is like what's on the list like where do you after visiting all of them places where are you like i want to see more of this or more of that or um i want to do more of like europe um the the one or the two places that really stand out to me at the moment is austria and Sweet. and the faroe islands or iceland like nice. one of those two like austria in terms of the the mountains and the really blue, like the, the blues and the greens that are in that country. Like yeah. there's really cool cities there that's that's in between valleys and mountains. And I just want to go explore that because 
like who doesn't want to be just immersed in like huge yeah. landscapes like that yeah, made, yeah. made feel small and appreciate what you have so uh, and then Faroe Islands just because it's like a I don't know it's it's not a really a place people go to for a holiday like it's more of um you know you go there to experience you know the the culture of the Faroe Islands and how they how the people live there and the yeah. landscape because it's such a tiny island like it's yeah. very close to the the is it the coast or the coast of Scotland? It's like north of that. Yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly, but yeah, but, um, <laughs> fair geography as well. No, I didn't do geography. No, no, I put myself down there. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm I'm the same. Like even um, in Spain here, like I'm in Marbella, and Marbella is very like how do I say it? Marbella is very like it's a rich country and there's a lot of tourism. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also a lot of crimes. So there's a lot of money and that, a lot of fancy stuff. I'm not really interested in any of that, to be honest. Like I just wanted to yeah. go somewhere where the gyms are open. Oh, no, you're not you're not interested in crime at all, no? Not crime, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ma- mafia not boss a, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just meeting up with the other big Irish uh, clans over here, you know. Um, <laughs> There's like there's something Exposed. like over there's over 110 different crimes in Marbella. Eric, not crimes. There's 110 different gangs from different countries in Marbella because uh, so much import from Africa and also yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Central America or somewhere. Um, That's mental. It's funny, like, but anyway, no, I'm not like big into the whole like. I suppose the the more modern is the less I'm into it. Like, I love the whole kind of culture and that. And what, what I have found with like places like Spain and Italy kind of the further away you go, like if you go up the hills or if you go a bit further out from the cities and that, that's where you can actually experience the real like Italian or real Spanish culture. And I absolutely love that. Like just, yeah, you know, there, it seems like they're so kind of uh, just in the present, they're just like, you know, chilling, enjoying their coffees, enjoying their sun, going for a walk. Yeah. Don't really like, I suppose they probably work a fairly like easily, uh, easy enough lifestyle and they don't have massive, massive aspirations to make shit tons of money in that. It's a big difference yeah. from most of Europe, I think. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to. That, that's the perspective of you know uh, their own happy life, like yeah, just yeah, they, they just look happy, they look content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love capturing that as well and doing that street photography, like we were saying. But it's yeah. a lot harder to do than it looks. You have to take <laughs> off-guard photos of people while they're doing their thing and hope that they don't catch you. And if they do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love the shots. I love the shots. You know, just as they look into the lens, like you, you capture yeah. it. Like yeah, yeah. Like that, that perfect timing of them not knowing that you're you're taking a photo of them, but also looking right into the camera is yeah, just and like, wondering. How is, yeah, yeah. It, it's how that, it's like that, that feeling, like someone's eyes in the back of their head. Like I took a photo there. It was like a week, a week or two ago. There was like the Spanish workers here. Like there's something else. Like there was like. You know, like in Ireland, you put up a ladder and you paint the wall or whatever. Over here, they're fucking abseiling down the building, painting, and they're climbing all over the roof, like scraping shit yeah. off and that. Like, health and safety is out the window anyway. But um, <laughs> it's funny, like. But there was a guy then; they were doing renovations in like a, which was a building, and it was in a doorway. They were changing the door, so he like jumped up on the other guy's shoulder. So there, two of them are wedged in the doorway, and he was just like drilling something. Or even I don't know, is he welding something like while no mask, nothing on, like there's sparks flying, yeah, yeah. just on the sh- on someone else's shoulder. And I just went to take a photo of my phone because I didn't have the camera. And just as I did, he just turned and looked at me. And it was that moment when he was like, "Is he taking a picture of me, or is he taking a picture of the building?" But 
they're like yeah. they're the perfect photos as well um when someone yeah. is just like is he taking it is he not Do you know yeah but, that that quick glance like but you have to be like on the ball you have to like to be quick yeah yeah i love what was it the photo that you took in the amalfi coast of the bike uh, the kind of bike was up. yeah yeah it's, that it's was probably so that's probably one of my favorite ones because i love that like as much and as, as i like doing photo shoots and more stage shots i love like random photos and that um yeah. but i was i was i saw him coming and i just had to think like he looked like a local and he was driving yeah. a moped and he was old and I don't, I don't know. I think yeah, yeah. Old people sounds weird. I like taking pictures of old people because I feel like they have. If you look at them, story physically, behind them. There's like, so much story behind like their facial the wrinkles expressions and the wrinkles and, yeah, and just their age, yeah, and it's yeah. like they've lived through so much. Um, yeah. So I'm always fascinated with that. So I saw him coming. I was like, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm taking a picture of the the uh, road. And then as I was taking yeah. it, this girl walked past. I was like, fuck, is it you, fucking? Whatever, like ruining my photo, like this guy's coming perfectly and he was at the stop yeah. sign. So it said stop on the bottom. He was, he just glanced like he's, he's give me a side eye and her shoulder was like a silhouette in the front. Just of the, in it. Oh, the photo wow. was perfect. Like, yeah, but it's definitely she one pretty of pretty much like, lined up the shot. Like, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I, I barely ever print out any of my photos and it's a shame really, but I definitely want to print that out big and like stick it up. Oh, you should. Like, it's savage. Like, I love the fact that like when he's, He's in it and in the background as well. Like everything in the background, like he just blends in perfectly. Yeah, and yeah. Just, and I love it. it's probably one of the, my favorite shots that you've, you've taken posted up. So I'm, I'm sure there's other ones. I just, I'm so like lazy when it comes to, to putting up the photos. Like I take nice ones and I'm just lazy when it comes to putting them up. <laughs> I really judge myself a lot on the photos because I have a very high standard. And I'd say you're the same, yeah, yeah. especially with the feed. I'm like, it has to oh, like, blend in and look nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's that whole perfectionism. It's, that can then stop you from actually doing anything. And it's, yeah. it is, I'm, I'm a PT, so I'm going to relate to the gym, but it's like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym because I don't know what I'm doing. But it's like, you know, you need to kind of put yourself out there and try things and eventually just, you just, do find, find a way. Like, yeah, yeah. just start. Things. Yeah, you find your flow with things. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, what else is I going to say? No, I get that. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the same in terms of, you know, being a perfectionist and, yeah a lot of the times it stops me from like doing a lot of stuff or like putting out like certain things that I want to put out and stuff. So like a skill in itself is telling yourself to just do it and you can always improve. Like, you know, like it's so easy to, to prevent yourself from doing something. Yeah. Like the hardest, the hardest thing is going from zero to one, like actually starting it. Cause then you can focus on the little details after. Cause obviously you've started, so you can just keep going with it. Like the hardest thing for anybody to do is to just Start. go from nothing to just one. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so even like the likes of traveling for me, it's okay. Go to Marbella, but on my, well, I went to it a lot. He's a videographer actually, Nathan. Yeah. Well, I went with him yeah. for a while. And then the last one now I've been by myself, my brother came over just to visit cause he was taking a few weeks holiday from work and that. So there's been people here, but I've been living by myself for the last while. But now I've like realized I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm able to do that. And that was a bit of a fear for me. Um, yeah. But I'm all about embracing the fears. Like even a few days ago, like I was never good at diving, just had this fear over it. Like I'm good at swimming, yeah. actual diving. Yeah. So, you know, just practicing diving in a pool the other day. I used to just belly flop, but I got a <laughs> dive and I was like, oh, I'm like fucking so chuffed at myself. And it's just that feeling of, oh, I'm, I'm able to do it. And it, it yeah. often is just the mind, like it's, it's mind over matter. It's like, Hundred percent. It wasn't this. It wasn't that I was lacking the skill or the know-how of how to do a dive. It was that I was lacking the mental capability of saying, "Fuck it, yeah. like, what have I got to lose? I'm able to do this." Yeah. 
I yeah. think that's that's the little switch people need to make. Yeah, a lot of the time people make that switch after they've done it. Like it's they they can it's it's so easy for people to visualize everything that can go wrong and not visualize what the feeling is of you know actually doing a dive or something like that. So once they they do like anything sort of like a dive or something that isn't yeah you know like preventing them from doing it, it's just like. It gives them the confidence then to be like, oh, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. But again, it's 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 your thinking of how bad it, it could be, or you know, like that prevents you. Like so, um, like a cool mindset trick is to to teach yourself to convert those negative thoughts into a oh, what if it goes right, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah instead of thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's uh something as well. Like we're all like humans are very like self-critical, so like we'll pick up on everything that went what went wrong so like that's why I kind of say with my clients and that every day there's like there's a kind of tracker thing they fill out in that but there's a question there what went well today and it's there because yeah. I know myself I used to focus on fuck I should have said this I should have done that you know all yeah. the things that may have went wrong when really they didn't and they're yeah. behind you so what, what can yeah. you do about it um, exactly but trying to focus on what actually went well then you realize okay you are capable of doing a lot and that I used to be really anxious on that. So that helped me a lot with my anxiety. So let's say when I came to doing my driving test, shit in my pants, like just so anxious. Yeah. I remember yeah. going into the bathroom in McDonald's, looking myself in the mirror and being like, you're fucking able for this. You're capable of doing this. Like, what have you got to lose? Like, you've been driving for how long? I mean, yeah. if someone else did it down the road or whatever. It's like, why can't you do it? Like, you've done so much. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a mental thing. And then visualizing yourself actually doing that and achieving that because most people can't. If you can visualize exactly. doing something, so maybe that's traveling, um, you know, it could be anything, it could be doing a dive, it could be swimming, you know, visualizing yeah. yourself being able to do that. And then that makes it a whole lot easier. Like, yeah, oh, definitely, man. Like that positive, like foundation of self-talk is just so crucial in no matter what you do, no matter how small it is, like, it, like the positive self-talk has the same effects as your negative self-talk. So it's so much easier for you to say, oh, you can't do this or you're going to fail at doing this. But it has the exact same effect if you say, oh, I can do this. Like I'm able to, to go out and to travel or to start my own business or, you know, to, to learn a new skill. Like it's the exact same effect. But again, it's so much easier to just be like, you know, to prevent yourself from doing it because you don't have to deal with the fear of, you know, whatever else you, you come up with. Like Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's that's really what holds a lot of people back from doing anything. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd say you found from, you know, uh, PTing, like the mindset, like the mental, you know, the mental behind it is so much more important almost. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm, it's funny because I'm, I am big into, I'm very big into mindset because that's something I had to deal with myself in the past, yeah. like really get over like depression and anxiety and really force myself yeah. into a more positive mindset. Um, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, like 90% of it, 90% of my coaching and the success is really in the conversations I have with people because when I have conversations with people, I can understand their viewpoint, their understanding, their mindset. And then that's where the magic happens. Like, you know, yeah. putting in the work and it's same with anything else, but like putting in the work and that, yeah, that's, it's going to help you get to your goal. But really, if you can, you know, get there mentally and make that switch mentally, like you can yeah. actually achieve anything like yeah there's nothing stopping you from achieving something somebody else did exactly uh, yeah but yeah i think like sometimes i'm like i'm more of a mindset coach i'm like i'm big into the exercise and i really enjoy it but i'm like 
you know, even if you get to where you want to be and you're still not happy, maybe like the mindset wasn't covered enough as well because yeah, I, I don't care if someone's overweight or not. I don't even see that as unhealthy, but it's more like as long as somebody's happy, that's like yeah. all that really matters, you know, and they're not at risk, like their health isn't at risk. Yeah, um, but if yeah. they're happy, that's all that matters. So, you know, a lot of people just think I'm going to put in the work and, you know, maybe eat a bit better and things will get better. But if you don't focus on that yeah. mental aspect of it, like, how are you talking to yourself? Like when you wake yeah. up in the morning, like, what are your first thoughts? Are they fuck? I like, Oh shit. It's already whatever time you fucking Egypt. Like you slept in again. Like, you know, that, that compared to like waking up and going, okay, how do I want to like fill my day? Like how, what do I want to do today? What do you want to achieve today? Who's yeah. taking and make a bit better? You know, little things like that, like make a massive, massive difference in my own experience. 100% of his huge knock-on effects. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just focus on like, where do you want to spend your mental energy? Because it's everything like really. Yeah. You know? um, it's, a, it's a topic for another time. I think we get a lot deeper. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it for hours. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what, like, what advice would you have for anybody that's maybe listened to this that like might be into not just photography and cinematography, but anything kind of maybe creative or, you know, yeah, I suppose they're, they're into something creative. Cause I guess like, especially in Ireland, there's this tendency of like, Oh, would you not get a real job or oh, photography? So that's like, you know, that yeah. kind of typical mindset. Like, yeah, that mindset. <laughs> but like what sort of advice would you give to someone just starting out or someone that thinks they're really interested in art, I suppose, and creative, the yeah. creative side of stuff. Like, um, I, I have two. So the first one is just to start because, again, we've, we've touched on it. Like you can think about all the things that can go wrong, that you're not good enough. And, you know, um, you can be putting out better content after, you know, uh, a little while. But again, you won't you'll, you'll learn tenfold as soon as you start, because once once you actually start putting out stuff, you're kind of showing yourself like, oh, this is something that you can do. You know, like the first photo that I've ever took is miles and miles and miles from where I am now. Like, yeah. and the photo that I take today will be miles and miles and miles, you know, that I take in two years time or whatever, in a month's time, whatever, whatever, whatever time frame. So it's just to actually start it because you can come up with all the different excuses of why you shouldn't do it or that you're not ready or, you know, again, it's the same mindset of, you know, just telling yourself that you're able to do it. So just start, that's my first advice. And the second one kind of coincides with that first one is to stop comparing what you're doing to somebody else because that's like you're comparing two different journeys in life. Like some, someone has had all of the experience that you've, you've, you're going to go through, but you're, you just haven't gone through it yet. But you're, yes, you're comparing where you are now to where they are. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's like comparing a car to... Uh, a, a shoe brand like it just yeah. it does not make sense because you're on two different paths of life um, yeah. so again that prevents you from from doing what you want to do or putting out the stuff that you want to put out or creating something that you want to create um, so putting your your own feelings and validating your own like ways of expression that's what the creative process is it's your you're expressing what you want people to to see it's not about what you know creating something that other people might like or whatever it's about creating what you personally believe in um so stop comparing yourself to to someone else to to another photographer to another 
videographer to another podcaster to another PT to yeah. to another entrepreneur whatever whatever it is just just stop comparing because you're on your own path exactly like you can't compare yourself to, to someone else who is not in line with what you're doing like and who doesn't have the same thought process as you same beliefs as you same goals as you like it's just it's a no-brainer to just believe in yourself but again that's one of the hardest things because they you know you you put yourself behind or on the back foot first and you put other people's opinions ahead whereas once you make that switch of putting your own you know your own thoughts your own feelings your own goals your own whatever it may be first before anybody else's the world will be a much happier place like yeah definitely i back that massively yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm the same as well like i would have been guilty in the past and maybe looking at the likes of you or you know other photographers that i kind of like would say look up to i suppose or yeah i i don't um it's not like i used to be trying to kind of be like oh fuck why is like josh's photo so good and then mine are so bad but now i like i've switched that and i'm like okay i see what josh is doing here with this i like maybe the way his colors are i like yeah. you know t- taking certain things because as yeah. you said like you're you're day one or you're wherever you're starting, let's say you're just starting out, you're day one, you know, you're comparing that to someone's day 100 and it's, and yeah. they're on a different path in life altogether. So like you exactly. might like, you might love taking, you know, pictures of sunsets and that maybe I just not interested in sunsets or yeah, you know, it's uh, they're completely different things. And you have to really like find your own kind of passion with it i guess like what do you enjoy yeah. taking and then just exactly yeah order like because there'll be enough people that will like your style and the way that you do things as well yeah but i think that's yeah. solid advice um yeah, definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's something i struggled with anyway so i feel like a lot of people could go through the same thing um yeah definitely the fear yeah. that that kind of the fear of like not being good enough but also trying to perf- like look for perfection as well so I know we touched on yeah. that like there are two yeah. things like and I still like once I struggle with it now but it's more like I'll think about photo too much and yeah it's like look if I like it I like it like other people might they might not and that's it like yeah simple definitely. as that like don't worry about anything <laughs> else at the end of the day your own your own you know opinions of yourself is what matters yeah exactly like if the world yeah. if the world was blind like you know what would be your opinion of yourself like <laughs> just gonna go silent for a while and let people think <laughs> insert dramatic pause here. yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah but it is it is um it is really true like people just they just overthink things i suppose and just start just start somewhere wherever that is and it's a it's the same advice i give to people with the gym and that like anyone that messages me oh you know how do i lose weight and that's just make a start and I say that time and time again, but it's just so true. Like, you know, people just procrastinate. It seems so simple, but... Put it off. But, like, even if you did... All right, let, let's just step away from fitness. But let's say if you wanted to become a photographer, because I've... I do photography. I've done photography as a self-employed person. I've worked with, like, some bigger names and that. And when I started, yeah. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, you know. Yeah. Um, still nowhere near where I would like to be at some stage, but that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, that's the journey. But yeah, exactly. But you have to start somewhere. So maybe, you know, that might be messaging Josh and just saying, you know, where do I, where do I even begin? And someone like that might be able to, to give you advice or, you know, it might be buying your first camera and it could be the cheapest camera you find, like just messing around with things. It could be an old camera. Um, it could be just taking pictures on your phone. That's what I did. And I used to edit them and yeah. enter, entered a school magazine and I got a hundred euro out of it. And I was chuffed like, because I was only 
15, 16. And I had no idea. Like, I just like taking pictures, especially my phone. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously there was a photographer that was doing the, was judging or whatever. And he said, you know, you, you'd go a long way with that if you pursue that as a career. Um, but for me, it's also like, I love helping people. Um, what am I trying to say? Basically that you have to kind of start somewhere with it. I guess yeah, taking yeah. pictures on my phone, I didn't think that would ever amount to anything. I was like, oh, I just yeah. really like taking pictures. And that, that was a creative outlet, outlet for me. I did art in, in school, but I was terrible at it. Because yeah. I, I could see it. I could see, I could, I'm very good at visualizing things, but it's so hard for me to actually put it together properly. But when oh, I take a photo, yeah. I, feel, I feel like yeah. I can capture it exactly how I see it and how I want everyone else to see it, you know, and like yeah. see my perspective, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. And like that's, that's a craft you can keep refining as well. Like, you know, like you're, what you see now that you think, you know, looks great and what you want people to see won't be necessarily the same in two years' time. Like, exactly. it's always something you're going to improve on. I feel like, if if you want to keep moving in life you always have to aspire to be a little a little bit better while being happy with what you're doing at the moment um because even even with you know in terms of like uh pt or coaching clients people get too bogged down on all the little details you know um whereas just going for the simple decision of getting your foot in the door of the gym like that's yeah yeah just, so, just stop worrying about building supplements under the sun and just just exactly yeah, yeah bring them up or like different types of diets yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> just do one thing and you'll learn and you learn and you learn like you know yeah yeah um you, you can apply that lesson to everything every single thing that you do and yeah absolutely yeah. fitness is like going to the gym and build a muscle it's been great for me like it's a great outlet something i really really enjoy but it's been such a metaphor for life in so many ways like you know it's like yeah once i saw the bit of physical progress in the gym i was like okay if i if i put my mind to this and my energy and my time into this it's like what else can i put my mind energy and time into and see results you know yeah and that's where i went down the self-growth kind of okay focus on my mindset you know do counseling try get like you know just be in a better place mentally but also yeah. mindset of trying to learn more about books and lots of self-help yeah. books and traveling and just it brought about various various outlets like from one like thing. learn learn yourself pretty much yeah yeah and yeah. just like pursue kind of self-growth but you have to start somewhere in order to do that so i, I yeah. had a guy recently who went to school with me and he was asking I'm not going to name and names anyway i don't really do that but you know just ask me oh like i see like the post you put up now and the shape you're in and you're living in spain and you're working he's like when i i remember you in school like it's like like, how did you fucking do that? Like, and it's, it's kind of, it's hard to think back so long ago and figure out what really happened, but it literally was just all the small things. It was like going to the gym and failing. It was like, you know, trying to travel. It was trying various different jobs. It was figuring out what I really enjoyed. But one of the biggest yeah. things was just learning not to really care about what other people think because it really doesn't matter and trying to put yeah. yourself and your wants and desires first and whatever you feel like you'll enjoy just do it like it and some people yeah. will have more pressure from parents than that and i had i had that pressure as well you know which not go yeah. to college you know go down that route but i just knew I, i'd be miserable for three or four years and get a degree and then maybe get a job that i'd be miserable in so i was like yeah. Fuck, i'm gonna figure something else out like yeah but, some, even if you enjoy it like that's 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 the main thing because you yeah you're more likely to do that for the rest of your life than to sit in a in a job that you hate and hating yourself hating your life hating what you're doing yeah and as, long as, as long as you enjoy it like like there's there's even like there's a guy 
here near a cafe that I go to every morning for coffee. And like every time I ask him, how, is, how are you? He's like, oh, mucho, mucho bien. Like really good. I'm really good. Very good yeah. like, all the time. And he's happy out. Like, and that's fine. Like it's, it's perfect. As long as you find something you do enjoy because life is, uh, life is long, but it's also short. Like, and you want to yeah. spend the time doing things you want to do. So if that's take it for you, can. that's going yeah. to the gym. If that's traveling, just fucking go for it. Like, just do it. Like Nike, Nike knew what they were saying. <laughs> honestly, after listening yeah. to the book as well, Shoe Dog, I'm like, yeah, they're they're smart, smart people. Yeah. Like, just go for it. Um, so we'll wrap it up there anyway. But I do have a question that I usually end the the podcast with. So okay, probably hit you. Oh after. no, you might stop <laughs> me here. <laughs> so so what what does happiness mean to you? What does happiness mean to me? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> takes a few talks um, of a blunt <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the podcast um, happiness to me is about finding your way in life and finding um, what you enjoy doing and just just about learning through you know all the like all, all your failures and learning learning yourself along the way um, a quote that I really like, uh, that I really enjoyed is um, uh, to journey happily is more important to, than to finish successfully. Like you can be miserable throughout your entire journey and then get to the point where you've dreamt about the entire time and still be miserable. You yeah. know, yeah. whereas if you're enjoying getting there, even if you don't get there, at least you're, you're loving everything that you're doing and you're taking everything uh, as it comes. And I think happiness means to me, like, or what it means to me is enjoying what you're doing, no matter what position you're in and just, just keep, keep working. So, or working towards your goals. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> sweet. So yeah, that was a, that's a really good quote, actually. Definitely going to use that and rub it off. Yeah. One, one of mine is, um, well, there's a few quotes, but one that sticks out or stands out supposed to me a lot is if you can over or if you find your why, you can overcome anyhow. And now that might be a bit butchered, but it's like if you realize what you really want and what your why, so what's important to you, then any yeah. obstacle, any shit that life's, life throws your way, you will be able to overcome that somehow. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Cool. So where can people find you? Is the best place Instagram? Do you, have, you have a website? Uh, well, yeah, Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, so just ask Joshua Nueva. Um, I have a website as well, but I don't really. I, that's more for work and, and things like that. So just Instagram. I'm always and on there. If anybody wants to get some some creative work done, are you taking people on now when things open up now in Ireland? I am indeed. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So just uh, email me. Yeah. Anyone's listening. <laughs> Cool. So, all right uh thanks a million for coming on it's a pleasure having you thanks a million for having me man a lot of value um as always guys if you enjoyed it please like you know message me or even better like drop a review or share to your story tag myself or tag josh just let it us helps know a lot. It helps back it, it, does. Yeah, yeah. it does like it's all about it's not perfection but it's all about tweaking things slightly so i did yeah. a podcast two weeks ago and that's why i'm wearing a mic now someone said oh the the mic volume wasn't great and it was a little bit distracting 
and I yeah. didn't take that to heart. I was like, you know, it was. I listened back and I was like, okay, it actually was. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm using a mic now, and I'm going to be buying a better mic in the future as well, and you know, upgrading stuff along the way. Um, but yeah, those without, little bits of feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without being told that, I've no idea. You know, I'm just hoping yeah, that people yeah. are taking value. But yeah. I'm having so good conversations. So please just just do give something. A act, feedback. Just act. Just do something. <laughs> it can be a comment. Yeah, it can be a comment. It can be a private message. You can keep anonymous. Or you yeah. can say, Do you know what? I hated what Josh said here. I hated what Amy said here. That's perfectly fine. So. You're, you're going to get a lot of those now. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll catch you soon.